Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Wednesday, March 3rd. Today on the show, we've got a random SEC East observation for football in 2021. Belmont begins the OVC tournament push in Evansville, Indiana. The Grizzlies get a big W, but we begin with lots of news out of Bridgestone Arena and the Nashville Predators. The 440 is brought to you every morning by the Kingston Group. You guys know the spiel by now. They are Nashville's award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. I was talking to the guys the other day, and they said something to me that really hit home. They said, we want to get on the same side of the table as quickly as possible with our clients. And it's a simple way of saying, let's make sure that our process is aligned with your vision. And because so many people approach a major decision like a remodel or a custom build with lots of apprehension, the Kingston Group's goal is to remove all of that anxiety from the equation. They work for and with you. Their process is about care, consideration, and craftsmanship. The work speaks for itself, and you can check it out. The website is buildkg.com. That's buildkg.com. There was a lot going on with the Nashville Predators on Thursday, and that was before the game against Carolina even started. And to quote a great 90s movie that was actually quoting a 70s rock pop album, the hits just keep on coming. Defenseman Ryan Ellis was placed on IR for four to six weeks with an upper body injury. That's right. Luke Cunnan was placed on IR for two to four weeks. And Ryan Johansson was placed on the COVID-19 list. That's two of the top five highest paid players on the team out in the middle of the most critical stretch of hockey of the season. At some point, you got to just take the loss. And then the game happened, and the patented Predators' first period deficit pretty much drove home the final nail. Carolina led 2-0 after one. It took the Preds eight minutes to get a shot on net. And oh, by the way, UC Saros left after one period and was unable to return. Eventually, after Nashville fought hard in the third period, per usual, the Hurricanes won 4-2, to two, but obviously it was too little too late, which has basically been the case in almost every loss this season. The Preds were going to face first place Florida this weekend, but the loss to Carolina actually moves the Hurricanes into first place in the Central Division. Nashville Predators hockey, helping your team get to first place. Nashville will now face the top three teams in the division in eight of the next ten games, which includes an eight-game road trip following the weekend pair with the Panthers all of which will happen without Ellis, Johansson, Soros, Cunnan, and Brad Richardson. Okay. Honestly, if you are a fan of the team, you have to be reaching the point where you might start rooting against them over the next two weeks. This stretch of the season was always going to define this team, and at this point, a clear and obvious message to the front office and the fan base is what this franchise desperately needs. A clear direction. It's sad but true, let the rebuild begin and the kids play. They're basically already playing anyway. For more in-depth Nashville Predators conversation, make sure you check out the Gold Standard Podcast with myself and the Athletics' Adam Vingan out every Wednesday on the 440 Sports Network. Here's your random SEC observation for the morning. The SEC East in 2021 is going to be garbage on defense. Georgia, not talking to you. You guys are going to be pretty good on defense. I think you're going to be salty on that side of the ball. And we've talked about this already this week. You might be the only team that can beat Bama in the entire SEC. Kentucky, you're probably going to be pretty good on defense too. Got to replace some pieces. But Mark Stoops and his brand are trusted. And I think you're going to do a pretty good job. Otherwise, Florida, Tennessee, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Missouri. This is shootout central, folks, in 2021. 
you're going to have to score a boatload of points because none of y'all are going to get any stops at all. Tennessee's defense could be one of the worst defenses we've ever seen in Knoxville. Florida certainly has more talent than the rest of these teams, but Todd Grantham is under hot water because his defense gave up 170 yards rushing last year, 30 points per game, and over six yards per play. That is very un-Florida. Missouri, they lost Nick Bolton, their best player on defense. They're going to have a ton of offensive weaponry and should score a bunch of points under an offensive head coach. But they're also going to have to win shootouts. South Carolina returns everybody on offense and nobody on defense. A couple of nice young players on that roster, but they're not going to get stops. And, of course, Vanderbilt. Clark Lee is a pretty good coach. Could do a great job. I'm not sure he's going to work any miracles on West End. The bottom line, we know college football is about offense. But if you look at the SEC East, it's the first time in a long time that I look up and down the potential standings, the depth charts, and the rosters, and I go, look at this crap on the defensive side of the ball. Again, Georgia, Kentucky, you guys are going to be solid. But you're going to have to score 40 points to win games in the SEC East. Man, college football has changed a lot, hasn't it? The OVC tournament gets started on Wednesday evening, and first up are the Belmont Bruins. The 7 p.m. Central Time tip-off, the one-seeded Bruins, will take on SIU Edwardsville, the eight-seed. And some really good news for Belmont fans is that Nick Mazinski is expected to play. Belmont is a three-touchdown favorite right now, according to the line, and of course needs to win all three games in the OVC tournament to get the automatic bid to the NCAA Big Dance. Now, Obviously, this team coming off two losses in its final week of the regular season without their star big man, Nick Mazinski. In a weird way, I could argue, as I have in the past, that the two losses last week have sort of clarified things for Belmont. There was an argument to be made that had they lost in the OVC tournament, they might deserve an at-large bid had they won all of their games. But losing two tough road games without their best player, the committee is not going to look at this team and give them an at-large bid. So now they know exactly what they have to do. They have to accomplish a conference championship, which, again, is just three wins in three rounds of the OVC tournament. The nightcap, of course, on Wednesday, Moorhead State hosting Southeast Missouri State. There are then two more quarterfinals coming up on Thursday. The semifinals are coming up on Friday, March 5th, of course. Belmont would play at 7 p.m. in game number five. That would be on ESPNU. The bottom line is this is a basketball team that belongs in the NCAA tournament. And Nashville, as we've mentioned before, you should be paying attention to these guys. So keep an eye on the Bruins this week as, of course, they are trying for that automatic bid. And let's be honest, the NCAA tournament is just going to be more fun when we all start rooting for Belmont together which you know is going to happen if they're an 11 or a 12 seed and it's a close game in the first round of the tournament, every single person in the city becomes a Belmont Bruin. For sure, you know it. Don't lie about it. John Morant was brilliant in the best game of his season, and the Memphis Grizzlies won 125-111 to 111 on the road against Washington on Tuesday night. The star point guard had 35 points on 11 of 18 shootings, snagged 5 rebounds, and handed out 10 assists. And the Grizzlies are above 500 and one game out of the playoffs with one game left before the All-Star break because of it. Memphis has now won three out of four and is back on the court Thursday night when they host Milwaukee at 7 p.m. Central Time. The 440 is brought to you by the Kingston Group, Nashville's custom home and remodeling firm. Award-winning, I might add, and you guys know the spiel by now. It's all about preparation. It's all about alignment. It's all about organizing your vision and their plan and their process that has been trusted and successful for over a decade and putting them together to give you a wonderful home, a home that you can be proud of and a home that is an investment. 
When you do major remodels or build custom homes, it appreciates. It's not like a, a car. When you drive it off the lot, you lose 20% of the value. Things you do to your home, especially large ticket items, they are investments that appreciate. So it's a sound financial decision on top of something you can live in and be proud of and find peace in as well. And that's what the Kingston Group is all about, aligning those visions and those goals with their process to give you the best possible place to live. That's it. That's as simple as it gets. Check out the website, buildkg.com. That's the Kingston Group at buildkg.com. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.